0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Founding Lessons. I hope you're doing well. For today's episode, I've invited Ayush Agarwal. Ayush is co-founder of IntuChain Technologies, a B2B SaaS-based logistics startup. He founded IntuChain in 2013 when he was still in college. Let's go to Ayush and talk about his startup and learn from his experience. Hey Ayush, how are you? Hi Mohit, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Thank you. It, it's actually uh, quite amazing to see you after such a long time. Um, and, and thanks a lot for taking time to be on, on this show. I do understand you must have a very busy schedule. So it was so great of you to actually take time off your calendar. I In this series, uh, I talk to entrepreneurs to understand their journey, their learnings, and the kind of problems they face Uh, And my intention is to actually help the budding entrepreneur. So someone who watches this interview of yours can actually learn from a journey and probably be a better entrepreneur. Um, Ayush, can you give us some background about yourself? You know, what what were you doing before this? What did you study back in college? Where you are from?
1: First of all, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Again, a wonderful initiative. Uh, I guess I also started from college itself and Mm -hmm. like, again, without much corporate i wouldn't say much without any corporate experience uh, so and with like a, uh, we also started at a, with a fresh slate so i can understand the pain points of being a first time entrepreneur and that too at a like people who are starting maybe in their uh, early 20s so so again th- that's a wonderful initiative uh, thanks a lot for the same uh, from yeah. the entrepreneurship commu- uh, community so yeah i'll i'll come to like maybe my introduction so uh, mm-hmm. this is ayush Agarwal. i'm one of the co-founders of the company called intugent technologies uh, i hail from indore madhya pradesh uh, so again born and brought up there I had a typical engineering journey so uh, went to kota for ITJE preparations after my 10th grade uh, went there for two years fortunately cracked iit went to iit Kharagpur. Uh I was studying in the department of mathematics there. So I had a course called mathematics and computing. It was a Mm five-year dual degree course, uh, uh, which we had. So that's what I was pursuing uh, before, let's say, starting intuition and uh, yeah, a bit, a bit around that. So uh, come from a, come from a, family, like a business family background, again, typical middle-class Marwadi slash Baniya business family. So that's where, yeah, that's where the roots are from.
0: So, uh, you said you have had a typical engineering uh, background Mm -hmm. or journey, but Mm -hmm. your wasn't a typical journey, right? You you actually Mm -hmm. dropped out of IIT. So tell Mm -hmm. us about that. (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. say till my third year, it was
1: a typical engineering journey and after that, definitely, uh, I uh, I took a different route. I would say basically A cads were not giving that uh, uh, that much kick, I would say. And at the same time, whenever whenever let's say it was something which was let's say related to business or related to something uh, something which was not exactly the typical data science or let's say software mm-hmm. engineering or something, something building, maybe mm-hmm. something starting from scratch. So that gave a bit of kick but again that didn't mean or that i wasn't uh, i wasn't sure what does that mean right because that is a typical college uh, student's mm-hmm. journey ki, jo mm-hmm. hai, man- mm-hmm. so again the idea the wahi tha ki theek fifth year complete karna hai, job ob mm-hmm. leni hai aise a normal uh, job mm-hmm. na course tha, internship bhi ki thi but uh, again wahan college ja ke, one thing uh, one thing uh, which was interesting in iit khadakpur and you would uh, uh, like know it uh, as well as like the entrepreneurship culture, yeah. bol lo, yeah. entrepreneurship cell, yeah. yeah. and uh, we didn't know again entrepreneurship before, like before starting, even after starting, we didn't know what entrepreneurship means, yeah. what yeah. Uh, on like spelling, right? Yeah. So it was simple key. Achha, kuch business like this something business can be created out of this and mm-hmm. students are students or like let's say people of our age or let's say people with people of our age plus 5 years are also starting uh, mm-hmm. something of their own and it is doing good. It is uh, people are able to let's say uh, carve a career out of it and something maybe, maybe better than uh, let's say the normal uh, route which uh, normally people are taking so that struck mm-hmm. first of all that entrepreneurship is also a thing and mm-hmm. let's take businesses are also a thing because till now uh, in my head or in most of the people's head is like fathers are doing business mm-hmm. right the typical mm-hmm. let's say shop mm-hmm. or a, uh, or something of that sort right mm-hmm. so that is the only business which can do and which
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a different route and uh, which like yeah which which requires let's say some sort of backing, some sort of, uh-huh. let's say, uh-huh. whatever experience and so on. Uh, but here, what I understood was like, there, are, there is something called tech businesses. I wouldn't call that uh-huh. entrepreneurship back then. Here tech businesses, this can be scaled uh-huh. at a much higher level with, let's say, less, uh, with less, let's say, less capital. I would uh-huh. say capital like, risk, risk capital with less amount of time, I would say. Uh, so that's where, that that is where the entrepreneurship uh, thing, uh, like that bug was initiated yeah. in the mind. and then uh, regarding intuition. So when we were like, again, uh, some, one of my co-founders, Harshit, he's again from RP Hall, IIT Kharagpur. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, working on something, which was a, uh, like a B2C ring. So it was a ring mm-hmm. uh, with which. So the initial idea was the people were playing CS in uh, count, mm-hmm. like in our, uh, Counter-Strike in different, let's say, uh, rooms, right? And they were using, mm-hmm. let's say, mouse and keyboard to play uh, those games. So we thought that uh, why can't we give the gesture control ring with oh, nice. which they can mm-hmm. control, let's say, mm-hmm. games or let's say play games with hand gestures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, something like a maybe a realistic feel mm-hmm. of playing CS mm-hmm. with... To, to yeah something something like that. Right. So that's where that's where the journey started of Intuition. And uh, in the first, let's say, couple of years we were we were in the college itself we made some prototypes we won some competition in fact that you can call that as our first angel investment as well where we won competitions of different iits and we uh, gathered some money which uh, let's say uh, like which which helped us survive for the first 2 3 years uh, for our first let's say 2 years in college and maybe one year post college and uh, so we won those competitions and uh, at the same time we got some pre orders as well and that gave us enough confidence that this is something uh, this is something which has to be let's say uh, pursued full time and mm-hmm. uh, post that so there, then then there was a time uh when uh, when there has to be like we had to take a decision that do we want to continue in college and let's say uh, do this part time and then after mm-hmm. college let's do it full time or should we let's say take that leap of faith and mm-hmm. uh, uh and go out of college and start it immediately or maybe let's say 6 months down like 6 months down the line so that was one of the like let's say that was I, I would say that is one of the major step of our journey where we took that decision that yeah We'll have to come out of college to pursue this. Uh, and yeah, that's where it all started.
0: Yeah. And I see this uh, paradigm shift happening in India right now. So recently, bits Pilani. Uh, I probably do not have full understanding of it, but they said that in your final year of engineering, you can actually take a full year off and you pursue entrepreneurship. And that would still account. I mean, you would still get credits for it. So I, I see that as a good good wave happening in India right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's there. Actually, a lot of colleges have started. I'm not sure how many are still running, but people like, so we were given a sabbatical for one year. So that was our, uh, uh, like you can say our way of going out as well. That was our way of convincing parents as well that we are just going on a holiday of one year. Just assume that. So, so that was there. Then IIT Kharagpur also started something called DFP deferred play. Default Placement Program DPP sorry so that was something that you complete your you complete your college and then uh, if you want to pursue pursue one year later two years later you will be still eligible to uh, get into placement though mm-hmm. I'll I'll be honest not a lot of once you are out of uh, college right so it's very difficult to come uh, back to it and like let's say take placements or something like that but it gives a, a good uh, uh, it's a good platform for uh, uh, for any uh, student or, or entrepreneur.
0: Your company has a very uh, interesting name. Can you tell me the story behind it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we we uh, get, uh, we we have been, uh, like a lot of people ask us uh, that how did the name come up? Uh, so, so initially this was supposed to be only the company name. So Intuition meant Intuition plus Imagine. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it was uh, something so Mm -hmm. typically how names are Mm -hmm. written right Mm -hmm. so you you take a you make an excel one uh, on one uh, on one side you need you write 10 names on other side you write 10 names some uh, like you'll Mm -hmm. combine two of them and you'll make the name so that's how most of the company names are Mm -hmm. made uh, but but at the same time so yeah that that was the idea that we'll keep uh, we will keep building products which are, let's say, uh-huh. uh, which are not generally imagined, which are uh-huh. not generally uh, seen. Uh, so that that was the idea behind, let's say, keeping it intuition. Uh-huh. And uh, then we pivoted when we pivoted to
0: logistics, so we kept the same name. Were you ever fixated on the name, or any name could have actually worked for you? So again, name also has an
1: interesting story. So we uh-huh. uh, we named our first product Wave Mac. Uh, okay. because again mm-hmm. as i said mac pay wave tha, cs and stuff like that right so WaveMac uh, so wave mac was the name uh, and we like we got to know that uh, uh, apple has that patent that you can't club mac with any of the other let's say uh, word mm-hmm. and you can make mm-hmm. a name out of it so then we changed it to let's say IntuGen and the product was named nimble uh, oh, but, mm-hmm. but uh, so that that's the story of the name as well
0: yeah Sure. Oh, that's interesting. So what's the current problem that you guys are solving in the logistics space? Sure, sure. So uh, so we are solving... So we are a, a
1: logistics SaaS company mm-hmm. uh, which helps manufacturers bring transparency and visibility in their supply chain.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what it means in a layman language, I'll maybe uh, put mm-hmm. a... Uh, maybe a Shark Tank version of it uh, to not, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how, let's say... Um, as like like in in terms of B2C supply chains right and in terms of B2C experience so when you order a two dollar food two dollar let's say swiggy food packet Mm -hmm. you are able to uh, track and trace the delivery boy starting from when the delivery boy is assigned to the uh, moment it the delivery boy comes to your doorstep right it's a it's a 30-minute delivery, 200 rupees or a $3 food packet, uh, which you are able to track and trace. Which, uh, And that's where the customer experience has reached in terms of B2C supply chains. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, versus when it comes to, let's say, uh, B2B supply chains, companies like, let's say, mm-hmm. Dell or Unilevers or, let's say, uh, Xiaomi or pngs mm-hmm. these companies are moving goods worth millions of dollars and these are, let's say, global supply chains. Uh, these are goods uh, moving from sometimes one part of the country to other, to sometimes, let's say, one country to other country or continent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And these companies do not have that visibility, uh, uh, like let's say, you and I have of, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, B two C food delivery apps, right? Mm-hmm. So that is one of the major, let's say, gap in terms of B two B two B supply chains, technology adoption in B two B supply chains, and. One of the major problem which we are solving is, let's say, visibility layer of it. Uh, So that is something which we are solving and we are solving it for not just, let's say, uh, we are solving it for all of their modes of transportation. So we are solving for road transportation, which involves, let's say, trucks. We are solving for parcel deliveries. We are solving for ocean deliveries or container shipments. We are solving for road shipments. So that's what we help the companies uh, uh, and starting with, let's say, they start with something like, where is my shipment? Uh, which of them are getting delayed to things like which transporters are doing well, in which lanes I'm doing well, in which distributors my material is reaching on time, in which uh, distributors my material is not reaching on time. To let's say once they have our product for three or six months, then they are able to see that how much revenue I'm losing because mm-hmm. my material is not reaching on time. Mm-hmm how much detention or how much extra money I'm paying to the let's say transporter because my materials are being held either at my source location or at the destination for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So there are multiple layers to it which like different industries have different let's say unique, unique problems uh, which people are solving with the help of visibility Mm -hmm. apart from like let's say basic track and trace and basic things. So Mm -hmm. that's what we are solving for and so today we have close to uh, 75 large customers uh-huh. And then we have a uh, like let's say seventy five smaller customers, and these customers are majorly manufacturing companies. So we are serving two uh-huh. companies like Diageo, Ultratech Cement, G uh-huh. Healthcare, Titan, uh, to name a few. We are also serving Zepto, Instamart, uh, uh-huh. Flipkart, uh-huh. Farlinko in the e-commerce uh-huh. segment, and we are handling their middle mile deliveries. And then we are also serving three PL companies, which are companies like agil Mindar uh-huh. Logistics, CCI, and so on. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so anybody and everybody who's moving material from let's say their, let's say, from uh, plant to warehouse, warehouse to so distributors, inbound, outbound, we are able to help them.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. But this was a major pivot from your initial idea, which was Wave uh-huh. map. How did you yeah. even get an exposure that this problem exists today and this needs to be solved? Um uh, probably this is a two part question. So when uh-huh. you were trying to pivot from your initial idea, Wave map, were you actively looking out, you know, what problems you can solve and then you stumbled upon this one. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like that only where you mm-hmm. we were actively looking for problems that can be solved. So, mm-hmm. so when you were in like the, uh, when you were in B2C space in like, as you said, Mac or Nimble, right? So when, when you were there, so, we had decent, like so we had decent pre-orders, we had some B2B partnerships uh where which gave us a B2 B2B2 C GTM. Uh, but at the same time, we realized we were too ahead of time. So the product market fit was not there, smartphones were at a very early stage, and uh so, so that's where that's where we were thinking to how uh we had an underlying technology, we had some, let's say uh motion sensors, GPS, and the underlying technology mm-hmm. was there, right? And we thought that how can we make use of it in different sectors? So one is we understood that, like we understood and were advised, you can say where uh, let's say IoT's application in B2B is much more and people are ready to pay uh, Uh uh, for the same. So that was Uh one of the, let's Uh say uh, findings or learnings. Uh Uh Then in IoT, again, then we went into different, let's say industries to solve that, which which industries uh, have, let's say use case of the underlying technology. So uh, one uh, one uh, like again, one learning was or one let's experience in the next maybe six to eight months was most of the uh, use cases were pointing towards the logistics industry, be it transportation, mm-hmm. be it warehousing. Mm-hmm. Now some like it it could be varied use cases, but majorly that, that was something pointing out. So again, that was another indication that like logistics or as an industry is something where IoT has a very big use case and uh, it's still let's say running maybe uh, five to ten years behind as compared to let's say other industries in india and if you if you ask let's say as compared to west it will be maybe 10 years ahead 10 years uh, behind so so that was something where we started actively uh let's say working on uh, logistics related use cases mm-hmm. and uh so so how it happened to this particular use cases for one of the e-commerce company we were working on one of the use cases uh, which was around driving behavior so they wanted us to uh they wanted us to work on that how trash the driver is driving how uh how let's like, say he's taking turns how he's applying brakes mostly to avoid accidents right and then uh when you were working with them then another team came to us and then they told us that uh boss this is let's say still a three-year, four-year, five-year-old, like five-year-ahead problem. As of now, we don't have visibility in our vehicles, in our market vehicles. Uh, So, and that's where like, again, honestly, as as outsiders, we were very surprised because uh, as a, uh, like, uh, as normal, let's say, as uh, consumers, you wouldn't imagine that, let's say uh, 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 like a fast, like a forward company. So GPS is an 11-year-old, 11-year-old technology and these companies are very, let's say, tech-savvy companies and they don't have visibility over those vehicles, yeah. right? So th- that was something which was a revelation for us. And then post that, we spoke with, let's say, 30 other people in the industry who were, let's say, dealing with some sort of this problem or this, uh, let's say, use case, right? And we got to know that this is a real problem. And... Uh, that's where like, and more and more we spoke with people, the more and more, like say conviction we got that this is a real problem and people still like the largest of the largest uh, MNCs mm-hmm. and startups still mm-hmm. don't have visibility in those, in those vehicles. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where we decided that this is something which we should do. And it started mm-hmm. with, honestly, it started with that company where they were like, uh, give us something in a month's time. And mm-hmm. uh, you, that's the strength of an entrepreneur or a mm-hmm. like agile uh, 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 like agility at that time right you can do it overnight like things yeah. maybe they couldn't find in a let's establish con- company for three or four months we did that in one month and in mm-hmm. fact the 21st day or 22nd day we delivered it and the go live was something which was happening on let's say 27th day so mm-hmm. so that's where like that's where the that's where how things happened and since then it has been a it has been a upward journey uh mm-hmm. fortunately know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I see that as a superpower of these startups. You know, it is much easier for you to maneuver your startup instead of a big giant like Google or Facebook. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm finding this as a very interesting problem to solve When you've actually intrigued my technical curiosity. Uh, just fun my final bit, you know, what's the most granular thing that can be tried? So imagine I'm a big manufacturer. Manufacturer, and I want to ship a large container from, let's say, Dubai to India, hypothetical example. Uh, Now, I want to track the container itself, and I also want to track the items inside that container, the individual parcels. Now, each individual parcel can further contain sub items. So, what's the granular thing I can track? Uh, so you can track
1: up to wherever you want. Uh, so it you can track up to that that last shipment level, uh, hmm. wherever you want. Again, uh, if you have let's say hundred shipments, uh, under one shipment you can track that. You can keep hundred I O T devices or uh, things like that. So to track those shipments, you can even track the temperature uh, of those shipments. So if you have if you are moving something which is which has to be temperature controlled so you can do that as well uh you can see how much it is moving how much it is not moving if it is at the same location for the uh most amount of time or for a longer duration so this parcel i'm assuming would move from let's say a plant to a warehouse by road, uh, or a let's say plant to a port by road so you can track that once that parcel moves into the port you can track the whole journey uh, how the parcel is moving inside the port and then once the material is loaded on the container and it is, let's say, moving over uh, over a ship, or a, uh, so that also you can track and again, until it reaches to your final distributor or retailer's leg in India, that also you can track. So uh, that is something which is possible uh, these days. It's, it depends honestly with that how much you can spend and how much mm-hmm. do you want to mm-hmm. spend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it does unit economics if you are, let's say, moving a material or... shipment worth 5 lakh uh, or the last whatever you want to track is worth 5 lakh then you can spend let's say couple of Mm. uh, uh, couple of let's say 100 bucks or couple of thousand bucks to track that material but if the material itself is let's say 50,000 or uh, 30,000 then you wouldn't want to track so generally people have that limit that where where they want to draw a line and it's up to them that how much granularity Mm -hmm. they want to go Mm. that
0: makes sense but uh, the technology exists, you know, you can provide that solution as long yes. as it makes
1: sense. We are already doing that for, we are doing that for a
0: couple of, let's say phone manufacturers,
1: cigarette manufacturers, where
0: mm. uh,
1: the the question, the problem statement there was that the driver is, uh, like you can track the vehicle, you can track the drivers, but when such things happen, when theft happens, right? So they, the driver is on gunpoint and then uh, oh. the, material is, uh, the mm. material is taken somewhere else uh, and it could be possible they just, uh, take one box out of it and that one box itself is worth, let's say, uh, let's say 10 lakhs and the whole truck mm-hmm. is worth, let's say, 7-8 crores uh, or mm-hmm. 10 crores. So mm-hmm. then they wanted to track at the shipment level. They wanted mm-hmm. to track, let's say, uh, and we have provided them. We uh, So so that is something which is already happening. Mm. Sure.
0: Uh, and how easy or difficult it is for someone to actually funge with that IoT device?
1: Uh, again, so... Uh, it is no. It is possible again. Nothing is uh, mm-hmm. you. You are you are in the country of Jogar, right? So nothing is uh, something which is not possible. But it again it is something uh, which can give you the uh, like which can award by like we can which can avoid the possibility by let's say ninety nine percent. So that is
0: something I can tell you. Sure. Uh, and what were your major hurdles or the hurdles that you have faced so far I'm, I'm sure you must be overcoming some right now as well <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: so again matlab like in an in an entrepreneurs life you you have like a, uh, so in every day you have one good news and you have let's say nine bad news right so uh, i would say every day is some sort of hurdle if you'll ask me to choose a particular time or instance uh, So maybe COVID again, like which is, which was for everybody, I would say, but like for us also, that was one of the hurdles where again, a lot of our customers were, uh, let's say doing, giving paper use uh, so like taking paper use services uh so uh, let's so when like this happened and when lockdown happened automatically the trucks got uh, like uh, the logistics stopped or the trucking stopped uh, it was only uh was there for s- essential items so the whole revenue uh got dipped by 50 percent overnight mm-hmm. uh at the same time the deal so these are b2b deals which are which generally take let's say 3 months uh, mm-hmm. of time to convert uh, anything mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. that too and then uh, so those those deals which were let's say there since the past uh, past let's say 3 months or 6 months in some cases all of them got at halt as well uh, mm-hmm. so so those were like one of the i would say times where we didn't have any clue Level. Mm-hmm. in the rest of the cases you still have something you you know what problem might be coming right uh you still have a hunch and you still have something to uh, uh something you can solve for uh but here we didn't have any clue so that was i would say one of the hardest time um, and how we uh solved for it is uh, again so we 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 took something we made a couple of teams inside the company we um uh, we asked them to solve see and again, same which we mm-hmm. made for pivot, see the underlying technology where all use cases could be uh could be a good fit. So that's like one of the use cases we uh We were fortunately, we were able to strike was in the state, like uh, to track quarantine people, to people who are, let's say, uh, quarantined in their homes. So state governments and let's say district governments wanted to track people who were, let's say, if I am, let's say, positive, right? And if I have to, let's say, stay in home, but a lot of cases I was roaming around. So they wanted to track people like me. So we gave them the technology to track, Mm -hmm. uh, track people who were quarantined and that, really took uh, uh, like that really took uh, it it was taken very well and uh, in the first, like in the maybe in the next two or three months we cracked almost 10 state governments and close to mm-hmm. say uh we tracked close to 12 lakh people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that that helped us in getting some grants as well as some revenue as mm-hmm. well which mm-hmm. which helped us uh, let's say for the let's say for the medium three to four months we uh, we were able to uh, let's say uh, I wouldn't survive but yeah it, it helped us in overall uh, uh, cash flow at the same time um, yeah so so that was that was some of the and then Uske uh, Logistics started again so it came it went
0: fine. And uh, as an entrepreneur founder how do you estimate market size for a product you know you came up with this amazing idea, MacWave. Uh, how do you even estimate that? Even if you know you you can actually make that product, will that be profitable or not? You know, or how much revenue you can bring in?
1: So theoretically, theoretically there are some same methods which are there. So you have, let's say, again just like any estimate problem, right? So you have x number of people uh, out of that x num. Likely you have let's say. 10 crore people and then out of that let's say two crore will use your product uh let's say one crore would pay one crore would pay so this would be the amount uh, so that's how you that's how you basically calculate your time and then you basically then you then see how much it is achievable in the let's say next two years how much it mm-hmm. is achievable in the next five years something like that that's how theoretically people calculate it uh and uh, you can do, again, that is the top-down approach. Uh, uh, again, you can do some like other approaches as well, but that is how, at the at least at the initial stages,
0: mm-hmm. people do that. Sure, thanks. And uh, I see that you recently did your pre-Series A of roughly around 2.5 million. Many uh, congratulations for that. But can you help me understand how different is fundraising in real life compared to what I see on Shark Tank? Yeah. And, uh, how, like, and is there something more to that, Pre-Series A, Series A, Series B, then
1: chronological order? Is that just chronological order or there is something more to it? Hmm. Uh, so one is, again, it is, uh, I, I would say at least what they show us in 10 minutes, right? So first mm-hmm. of all, it is not a 10-minute journey. It is a two-hour journey for them as well. And there's two hours also, like if you if you're specifically asking for Shark Tank, the people who mm-hmm. are coming, they are coming via 100 filters, right? So it's not something uh, which we, where we see, we see those three people, three pitches in a, mm-hmm. uh, but there they might be actually 300 or 3000 applications, right? So uh, so first of all, that that's the process in real mm-hmm. world as well, mm-hmm. where uh, now here, just the difference is like, you are applying 3000 people are applying to the same sharp thing here. Like in real world, you'll let's say meet more than let's say 10 or 20 uh, VCs mm-hmm. or 10, 10 or mm-hmm. 20 institutions, right? So mm-hmm. that that is something which is uh, different. I would say, and it takes time. Honestly, it takes a lot of, let's say uh, the cycle is there. You go there in the market, mm-hmm. you get some feedback, you write, you work on it. You again, go with the market and then, then you realize it. Some So that's the general cycle. And Mm -hmm. it, again, uh, I would say it could. people might say that it is easy. Sometimes they say that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I got it in, let's say first go or second go, but it is, it is difficult. It's the, let's say you start working on it, maybe one Mm -hmm. year back, there are some metrics you want to track and you start working on it. So, pitching and that, uh, like the whole cycle might be, let's say, anywhere Mm -hmm. between three to six months, depending on the Mm -hmm. market. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, the whole working, you are always working towards it, right? So, that's... I, I would say that is there and in terms of let's say pre like again the whole seed pre-series and mm-hmm. stuff uh, apart from let's say so these are just names right uh, mm-hmm. uh, names I would say but at the same time the actual meaning is there are some milestones we have you have to crack right so mm-hmm. every let's say uh, uh, let's say idea stage would have a different milestone versus a pre-series A would have a different milestone versus uh-huh. a series uh-huh. A or a series B uh-huh. series C would have a different milestone right so these are milestones I would say which are generally ticked and based on that milestone you get uh, you you are pitching that I want to achieve the next milestone so that's why I need this much uh-huh. amount of money to achieve uh-huh. the next milestone and yeah so that's how it works it's uh-huh. uh, apart from the naming convention.
0: Sure. Cool. Thanks. Uh, I've got a bunch of quick fire questions as well for you. Uh, I'll start with the the first one. Uh, Idea versus execution. Execution. Yeah. Nice. And uh, are entrepreneurs born or they can be made?
1: They can be made.
0: Can you actually expand on that? I mean, I know it's a quick fire, but a couple of lines on that.
1: Uh, again, I, I would say nobody's, as I told, well, nobody's born entrepreneur again. Uh, so people just, uh, uh, people have to be in that problem solving. If they are problem solvers, if they are able to, like one example could be, let's say if I join as a, let's say if I join as an employee in a startup, early stage startup, uh, maybe when I'm there till, till when I've joined it till then I wasn't in that entrepreneurship mindset mindset, but when I see that journey, the highs, the ups and the lows of it. Uh, then I, I start getting the, let's say, kick off it. And uh-huh. I also start getting the understanding that uh-huh. I can do it. Uh, uh-huh. So that, and that a lot of people can then, let's say, start uh, uh, the startup journey. You can see the flip st- uh, Flipkart mafia, right? Not uh-huh. a lot of, and you have hundreds of startups from Flipkart. Do you think hundreds of people uh, were made for entrepreneurship when they joined Flipkart? It, flipkart saying them, right?
0: Correct. Uh-huh. Uh, and what do you feel about idea versus a tangible mvp not a final product but what do you think is more important like if i come to you with just an idea compared to i come with you come to you with a tangible product which is not probably in a good shape but it's still more tangible than a raw idea what would you prefer
1: the any day tangible mvp i would prefer right so like mm-hmm. that is the next stage so mm-hmm. if you are graduating to the next stage i would definitely want that uh, again so uh, it uh, so it totally depends like where so that like to answer the question um, mvp is something i would say sure
0: and what are the common hurdles an entrepreneur uh, can expect to face between
1: let's say idea to mvp are yeah you- Idea to MVP is like again idea is just uh, idea is uh, mm-hmm. ideas came come sitting in let's say a group of friends or let's say colleagues or wherever you are right so that is that is where the idea comes from and mvps are something where you now let's say speak to 100 people you validate it you make certain some product and then you go go down in the market right and mm-hmm. whatever you expected sitting in that let's say ac room uh, mm-hmm. might not work at ground people might not be really that much really excited for what you are building how mm-hmm. you were or people let's say might not be ready to pay for it uh, mm-hmm. so all those things or let's say the Honestly, the TAM also uh, comes in the picture. TAM is something which you don't realize immediately uh, because every idea you see that But uh, that, that is not the case. Honestly, every time you... you Like when you go there, then you understand ki, uh, what exactly... What the gap is there. What actually the gap mm-hmm. is. What do
0: you think
1: of uh, startup accelerator programs? Uh, startup accelerator programs, it, uh, they are good, I would say. Again, depends on... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, de- Depends on what kind of startup accelerator programs. Again, uh, I would say that some startup accelerator programs are very generic and mm-hmm. some are very specific. Uh, so generic, uh, generic ones again, generic ones are way, like some of the generic ones are very good uh, uh, versus, uh, like let's say if you are running a specific business, let's say in EV industry and Shell is uh, giving you an, let's say accelerator or incubator or whatever you can call it, right? Uh, so that helps you, uh, that helps you uh, in, let's say, building the business in, in the long term. So, again, you need to know what what do you want from the accelerator, then you want to choose it.
0: Sure, Cool. Uh, what do you think, Ayush, is the best time to raise capital? Also, uh, uh-huh. there's another follow-up on this. Uh-huh. So, I understand the raising capital comes with dilution of ownership, you know. So, you get investors in, they may want you to pivot from your idea uh, that something that as an entrepreneur or a founder you may not like so what's the best time to actually raise capital
1: so the first capital i'm assuming you are asking for ki, when is the best time to raise the first capital yeah right yeah uh okay so so there is uh, again there is a lot of caveat to this question or this situation right again it totally depends on when you are uh, uh if you are a student or entrepreneur right so that also depends so if you have let's say some money saved right uh so then you can let's say uh, uh then you can completely uh completely sustain for one, one and a half years, even build a team of, let's say, five or six or, let's say, seven, eight full-time members uh-huh. uh, without any external VC funding or any uh-huh. angel funding, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So, uh, versus, let's say, if you are a, if you are, late, like, let's say, if you are some, a student or entrepreneur or if you are something who is starting in their first, let's say, three or four years of, uh, of their uh, corporate life. Uh-huh. So, then the situation changes. So, again, uh-huh. totally depends on where, where you like, what is your stage of life? Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, assuming, let's say, if you like assuming in terms of, uh, uh in terms of let's say early stage entrepreneurs or, uh, who are starting, starting in their early uh, stages of life. So th- in that case, I would, uh, again, I would, uh, I would say until let's say you are MVP is there, you have, let's say some kind of initial traction. You mm-hmm. have some kind of, uh, again, depends on the product. If you have paying users, if that would be great if you are able to let's say uh, have some paid users and paid let's say customers then you go with the then you go to the uh, investor that creates a better impact uh, you also uh, know the market relatively better uh, so i would say that would be that would be one of the stages uh, where i would say okay, now i know that the product is ready uh, or let's say the uh, mvp is ready and now i need funds for let's say, scaling up to a level where i need let's say the next uh, thousand users or let's say in terms of B2B, you need, let's say another, let's say 25, first 25 customer mm-hmm. in the B2C space. I would say, let's say first, let's say a couple of thousand customers. That is something mm-hmm. which I need and I can't do it without capital, without, let's say a lot of capital. If my business is such that uh, I would uh, need less capital and it could be, let's say the capital can be rotated, then I would say that still you can delay the fundraise uh, thing. But at the same time, if your business is such that your CACs are high, your unit economics or like so the paid users are not there, then you have to go and uh, take the capital. Uh, coming to the second part of the question, which was like, uh, are investors good to the business? That, that what Was that the gist of your question?
0: Yeah, in the sense that I I see that their core interest because they are investors, they want to make money out of that investment. Now, and as an entrepreneur, your risk appetite can be super high. For example, someone like you who dropped out of college, you know, uh-huh. saw value in an idea and directly went all in. When someone like an investor comes in, they would want to reap the benefit of that product immediately. So that dilution comes with its own side effects. Yeah.
1: So honestly that's not the I wouldn't say that's the case with early stage investments so mm-hmm. mostly early stage investments are done by angel investors who are people like let's say uh you and me and uh mostly hnis some a lot of them have been founders themselves uh so these people are like one is they understand the whole journey of it second is uh even if they are like let's say not uh not founders not so these people know that these these are long term bets they are taking if they wanted short term bets then they can they have better sources to make money uh mm-hmm. so most of the angel investors i would say at least they come with a let's say a really high uh, in terms of cycle they, they they wouldn't push you to the uh, push you to the wall that do this do that unless like it definitely you could land up at the wrong place as well but in major cases i haven't seen i haven't seen that that pushes been happening uh that push happens a lot uh so that's i would say that and but i just say and in fact more what i've seen is people if if you are able to engage the investors well right then they mm-hmm. add a lot of value to your business which you might not be able to let's say uh, you might not be able to even think that through and maybe let's say if you'll if you'll try to learn yourself you might take two or three cycles to learn it but somebody who is from that background they'll just tell you this is this is the way this this is the mistakes we have made and please don't make the same mistakes so mm-hmm. so so i i would i wouldn't say definitely what you are saying definitely applies when you have a, a a large institutional investor you are at let's say series a series b uh, where the stakes are also very high right so uh, so that that's where the, things like these come into the picture but but again uh, that's the uh, that's the other side of uh, uh, investments like fundraise right uh, if you want to grow big you are taking somebody's capital so you are responsible for it uh, you can't like mm-hmm. uh, move away from uh, that fact mm-hmm.
0: yeah that makes sense are there any uh, important startup connects networking sessions uh, mm-hmm. that you attend and you would recommend others to also join
1: uh so i'll be honest i am very uh so i generally uh stay away from uh startup events at least post that post that phase right so uh a couple of them are very good in uh very good in nature so that is something like yearly you have your story uh connect but what at least after some stage, I believe that you need to understand, You need to stay more with the customers, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you need to attend more, let's say in our case, it would be more supply chain related events, more mm-hmm. uh, logistics related events, so that I can get more insights from the customers. Uh, so that is what I believe, but that is a very personal belief, honestly, Mohit. Uh, but again, in the early stage, you in the early stage, you meet a lot of people in the early stage, you meet, let's say every, every meetup, every event, mm-hmm. whatever is happening in the nook and corner, right? And most of mm-hmm. the events are free. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. like you have mm-hmm. to pay for these events mm-hmm. so you just go there you just go there and network just understand uh, uh, maybe you might find some like you'll meet 100 people and one mm-hmm. of them might be uh, might become relevant to you maybe sometimes I- immediately and sometimes in the near future in fact mm-hmm. the first our very first investor we found via was a uh, startup meetup and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a gaming event and he was mm-hmm. like he he got excited and he was like hey, let's i'll uh, I'll invest, let's exchange numbers, I'll invest. You were like, Daru but and this this person did invest. So uh, but at the but but yeah, so in early stages I would say it's very, very it's very important, but in later stages, I believe that I need to stay uh, more with my customers. And then you need to have more meaningful, deep relationships uh, with founders. Who are maybe similar or not similar phases where you can be open uh, uh with them right these are the problems which i am facing and uh, uh this is something crashing can you help me with the same versus like in early stages you are not that open you you can't just in a networking event i can come to you mohit ki customers are a problem mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that that relationship changes from smaller mm-hmm. Uh, short-term relationships to deep uh, uh, relationships as uh, you increase, like as you go forward in the journey. Mm,
0: uh, You also mentioned that you are from a business background or you're from a business family. How Uh, do you see that entrepreneurship is different from small business, if not a large enterprise? uh, So uh, small business
1: versus entrepreneurship. Uh, So I believe that a lot of things are same. Uh, a lot of things are same in terms of, let's say, how a business, like uh, what risks, what uh, 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 what risks as a businessman you take, how you, uh, how you let's say, uh, approach problems. And similarly, entrepreneurship is also same. Um, there are a couple of things which are different. One of them, major thing is category creation. So mm-hmm. generally, when my father opens a business, he will see that, acha is like there is uh in another market uh, this particular product is selling very well or this particular let's say shop is working very well in this market or in this area this shop is not there so let's open something like that right so uh, so that is uh, like that is the way and so the market is already there or the let's say category is already created you are kind of copying it and you are trying to bet it uh, you, you are t- taking a bet in a different market now, when it comes to general, let's say startup entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, so these are more category ke- creation. You have to tuition salary, let's say online classes, pe hai, right? Uh, so uh, you you have for lenkos of the world, you have PTMs of the world, right? So things were not there uh, uh, when when uh these guys started and even let's say if they have two, three competitors, they are also figuring out. So it's not something that let's say phone pays copying PTM. So it's, they are also in that figuring out journey from zero to one. And, uh, that's where the, they are equally, let's say responsible for creating the category. Uh, mm-hmm. that is one of the major difference. I
0: would say. Mm-hmm. And as for you, what are the must have skills for an entrepreneur? And if those skills can be cultivated,
1: uh, Must have skills, must have skills would be, would be again, you have to be patient, you have to be, uh, like, yeah, one is you have to be patient, you have to be let's say problem solver again you you need to understand like every problem you need to see uh, like that typical engineering mindset right that you have this problem you break down break that down into pieces see where exactly where can you can move the levers right so so that is something which i would say which is one of the most important mm-hmm. uh selling is something which is important which is again it generally does not come from day 1 it is mm-hmm. it takes you some time uh, to develop that Uh, so so selling when i say selling so it's not customer selling always it's just like that how do you uh, sell to the investor sell to your team sell to your sell to people whom you meet so so that kind of thing sell to your parents so all of that coming comes into picture right sure
0: and are you always super motivated or you have your own uh, down days or you know you ever indulge in self-doubt
1: yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, that's there. So you uh, super motivated is nothing like, again, honestly, mm-hmm. as I told you, right in, in 10, uh, like you have one, uh, one good news in the day and you, you have one nine bad news, right? So you mm-hmm. already are like, let's say, uh, demotivated in some parts of the day anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so that's there. And that's a part of, uh, like the journey in terms of days, so there will be days where you'll be very, let's say, demotivated, what's going on, you'll be, like, you'll be cursing yourself, you'll be cursing, let's say, left, right, center, what exactly this guy is doing, what exactly those guys are doing, but uh, at the same time, you you need to be mature enough that nah, this, these are the problems. You are not doing something which is very easy, right? And which is not something which is already uh, somebody has solved. Uh, or uh, So if you are chasing a larger goal, then the problems will also be there. So you need to be mature enough that these problems would come and every problem has a solution to it. And if, let's say, uh, yeah, if taken well, or if chose like choosing uh, the right way to solve it, it can be solved. So, uh, but, but there are days, there are days of, let's say, uh, lows uh, as well. Uh,
0: and I mean, now I'm taking a pivot here. So what's your uh, take on the current market scenario? So during the pandemic days or years, there was a lot of growth in the market. Everyone overestimated that growth, overhired. And then now there are a lot of layoffs because of that. Uh, so what's your take on that? Uh
1: Take as in like so. Uh, as in, what do what do I think uh, these people should have done something, or what should we? Uh,
0: maybe I can expand on that. So there are uh, mindsets like churn and burn, hire and fire. You know, if there is a high growth uh, year or let's say quarter, you hire people for that, and then when you do not have enough requirement, you fire people. Now, as an employee, I see that as a bad practice because that's, those are humans that you're playing with. So, what do you think about those kind of policies? Uh,
1: Honestly, uh, honestly, from the employee side, it's very, it's very, let's say, bad and I think worse can happen again. You uh, overnight or let's say over uh, immediately, you get to know that this is something which is happening and then uh, uh, then you have to start the whole cycle again uh so that's very bad again the, uh, from the employee side of it from the uh from the other side of it from the entrepreneur side of it i can tell you again uh i i wouldn't be able to generalize but what i know from most of the people from uh, our peers so most of the people didn't first of all there's nothing uh uh People didn't knew like, so for example, as you said that in a quarter, let's say higher growth will be there for a quarter and then we'll fire, right? So that, so that uh, uh, they don't know that second quarter may growth wouldn't be there. So they assume that whatever growth we are seeing that will be there for the longest time and not just uh, a quarter or a year. They, most of the people assume that this growth will be there for let's say three or five years. Uh, And that's where they ramped up their, Teams and uh, stuff like that, and uh, if they knew honestly that this was only let's say one quarter or two quarter, people would have hired contract employees mm-hmm. because that's where your liability is not there, and you are let's say you are day from day one you are making that clear that it's mm-hmm. just let's say a six month or a one year mm-hmm. uh, engagement. So first of all, that's what I would say. Again, it might sound very uh. Uh, like it might sound like a very one-sided one-sided story but that's what i believe in general at least if people knew that uh i i believe that if people knew that two years later or even uh, uh yeah if two years later this thing will come and where they the funding crunch would be there for the longest time so i'm sure that 90 percent of the people wouldn't have hired full-time employees they would have hired some kind of let's say contract or might not have hired at all at that pace right uh so this is, this is what I feel, but again, whatever said and done, this is not good for the industry, right? So, uh, the people who like you, you see that shift that people start believing in startups, people start believing in new, uh, let's say entrepreneurs, uh, and suddenly, uh, and, and people leave their, let's say, uh. MNC uh, MNC mm-hmm. jobs or st- secured stable jobs to join a startup and then when these things happen so again that shakes the whole uh, uh again the confidence of the industry uh, mm-hmm. so so yeah that I I would say that uh, yeah. uh, that's the scene
0: mm-hmm. yep yeah. I, I do agree that this has led to a major paradigm shift as well so earlier I can speak for engineers at least so earlier engineers uh most of the engineers they wanted to work for fan. You know, because they felt uh, there is a prestige associated with it, as well as it comes with a level of security. Now, because there was this major firing in FANG as well, now they think you know we can very well work for a startup as well. It comes with its own set of rewards. Uh, are you guys hiring right now? Yeah, we do.
1: Uh, we are hiring people. Yeah,
0: sure. Cool. I, I wanted to highlight this on my post as well because there are people who would want to. You know, find the opportunities
1: right now. Uh... Well, then I'll maybe spend maybe thirty more seconds. Yeah, so yeah we are I'm hiring. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so so we are hiring. We are hiring. Uh, uh, so we are hiring people in product, senior people in product. Uh, we are hiring people in uh, sales. Uh, we are hiring people in uh, uh, operations or implementation. We are hiring people in tech as well. So we just raise the round. We are looking for. People who can, let's say, uh, take us to the next set of uh, uh, journey. So, and this is the most of the locations, most of the roles are, let's say, in Bangalore, but some of these uh, roles are also in uh, Bombay and Delhi as well. Mostly the client facing roles are in Bombay, Delhi as well.
0: Awesome. Cool. Uh, with that, I think we can wrap this up. Uh, thanks a lot for taking time out. Uh, this was really useful, and I'm, I'm sure people will find this very inspiring.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot Mohit for inviting me. I think uh, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you you, Mohit. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. The more I talk to entrepreneurs, the more I realize that more than anything else, it's your ability to be at it, to continuously pursue something that you firmly believe in. With that thought, I'll take your leave. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Till then, keep innovating and believing in yourself. Have a great day.